0: Hey what's going on guys, on this episode we are joined by Brad Sasser and Jason Hammock of Quantum Bearing Science, two really cool dudes that are developing really high end skateboard bearings and it was really cool to hear about their company and all the things that they're doing, which is kind of mind blowing when you hear about the science behind everything. Be sure to check us out at HeavyUltra.com, you can also find our show on YouTube or listen anywhere podcasts are available. dive right in guys thanks Let's for coming it. to hang man thanks uh, for having us so correct me if i'm wrong the name of the company is quantum bearing science that is correct yes. that's the whole name that is the whole company. name okay yeah, cool i love the
1: url though the quantum bearing dot dot science. Science. Yeah, that's what oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. 50 dollars will get you <laughs> really <laughs> Woo. That's strictly business right <laughs> yeah. there Expensive yeah. handle cut that's to the cool, chase
0: well, dude, I had not heard of you guys until you reached out and um, was kind of researching your company. And it's cool to hear that you guys kind of started in South Alabama or uh, Auburn. We're down around Auburn. Yeah. Auburn. Yep. Okay, yep. cool. Exactly. So why bearings, man? Why uh, why get into this? And, and what's your background and, and kind of bring me up to speed on the history of the company?
2: Sure. Do you want to? Um, yeah, yeah right. sure. So I'll feel about the bearing one. So for for bearings, right? I guess the one thing that led me to bearings was one, it's, if you look at, if you, if you look at one, the, uh, the, the price differential between kind of standard bearings and high performance bearings and even ceramic bearings, I mean, it's, gosh, it can be anywhere between 60, 80, $100. So one, there was a, a pretty large price variance. And second, if you take a look at the bearing industry, there really hasn't been a whole lot of innovation, right? It's kind of been the same old thing. The most recent advance, I would say, would be from Bronson bearings, where they did the tungsten, powdered tungsten coating, which is a a tungsten disulfide coating. And that was using the Apollo mission in the 60s. So as a material scientist, there's been Much there's been significant advances in material science, right, that have led to these materials being relatively low cost in volume, and these materials can make a world of difference. Um, And plus, there's already been a lot of. I should say, advancements in board science, right? You're looking at composite boards, and there's some things that you can do for that, right? But I think, given my background and experience in material science, I thought that, one, that window of opportunity, right, where there's just that tremendous differential between the standard performance and uh, a high-performance bearing pricing, and two, the lack of just innovation and bearings in general. So that's kind of the reason why we had focused on bearings, um, if you go back to where we started, I think it was 2018. I had called Brad and I said, Brad, I'm you know, interested in starting a bearing company. He was like, oh, you're all right. You know, just let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he
0: was yeah. like,
2: yeah, you know, that's cool. Just give me a call when you're done with it, right? So I kind of a- – after that, I went radio silent for I would say about a year and a half and just really started – looking at different research papers and things that could be done to bearings that haven't been done to bearings yet things that have been done to uh things outside of bearings right uh so there's a whole field called uh, tribology which is basically the science of friction um and looking
0: at kind of blowing my mind with all this terminology right now (laughs) i feel
1: bad i get lost too
2: so (laughs) no there's just like a, a a whole a whole Re a whole plane of research associated with just science friction. Um, and none of that was really being utilized. Uh, so what well,
0: th- skateboarders, man? They're just like, hey, we're rolling, we're good. yeah, uh, we were talking about it before we got started, like just trying to get some good questions to ask you guys and stuff. And looking at bearings, I would think that most skateboarders, that's probably like the last thing, right that they you know, the board is first, obviously right. a cool graphic, and then even wheels, you can get a small graphic. Yeah. Hard to market bearings, you know, and yeah. I think, you know, with my time working at a skate shop, probably the most common bearing we sold was the, the reds. reds, probably reds, yeah, yeah, $15 bearings, throw them in, you never think twice about them. And I would probably keep them for like way longer than I was supposed to, you know, just go through several boards, several sets of wheels, mm-hmm. and just use the same bearings over and over until they basically explode, right? <laughs> and, and then you're know, still riding, and then you're like, oh, okay, now I guess I need some new, another $15 dollar bearings it. again. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's when we started. Uh, GMN was the uh, low-end bearing. Yep, GMN and MB. And you paid yep. twelve bucks for those. We would, we would mow lawns all summer to get the money we needed. You know, mow two lawns, buy my board. I mow <laughs> a few more lawns, I can buy my wheels. Bearings were last. Yeah, you know? And you get the ten-dollar GMN bearings, and like you said, just ride them until they turn into dust, and then go get some more. But as you get older, and maybe you get a little bit more of a budget, or you get older and get tired of pushing as much and you think about, you know, I, I sure like some bearings that would, you know, make it to where I don't have to push nearly as much. That's when you start to maybe put a little bit more money into it. And, uh, yeah,
0: totally. I,
2: yeah. I think it's like a set of glasses, right? So if you are if you have uh, poor vision, right, or you don't know that you have poor vision and you're constantly seeing the world through that lens, right, you might not know until you try it, right? So people that have purchased our bearings have said, you know what? I've really had to rethink my run because I don't have to push as much. I don't have to pump as much. And it allows me to focus more. And I think that's if somebody were to ask us for an elevator pitch, I'd say that's probably it, right? We allow skaters to focus more and push less right? Yeah. And that could be focusing on not hitting the acorn in the freaking road so you don't fall and eat shit. Um it could be focusing more because you're about to flip down 12 stairs. Um and many of these skaters these days are focused uh, are doing tricks in really tight spots where you only have one or two pushes, right? So there really hasn't been a bearing out there, at least in my mind's eye, that addresses those needs and addresses them in a cost-effective fashion, right? I think uh, don't get me wrong, I I've skated ceramic Reds, and they're great bearings. At the same time, it's a, a red ceramic
0: bearing. Well, they we'll have, get into all that. Yeah, yeah, that.
2: yeah, yeah. But there's different brands. So you have Reds, and then you have red ceramics, and then you have I think uh, Bones makes a black ceramic, and they're like 125, 130 dollars. So they're just outside Ooh. the realm of what people can afford. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, yeah, and people are able to buy better bearings, not not just through us, but there are some brands that are making some some better quality.
0: Yeah, sure. You're you're a little hot. Some better quality
1: bearings that that people before were like, like you guys said, you know, bearing's the last thing I'm going to think about. Yeah. But now we're able to offer a bearing to someone that will say, well, maybe my bearing budget is not quite to 50 bucks. You know, I'm not going to spend 50 bucks on bearings, but now we're offering bearings for 40, 45 bucks that normally would cost you between 80 and a hundred or, really? or something a- like wow. that. And
2: yeah. even in those 80 to hundred range, right? It's, they don't really do anything to address the issues that are related to what causes a bearing to break in, what causes a bearing to perform. Right. I mean, if you look at it, there's just so many things on the nano scale that just aren't done. I mean, you can polish and grind a, a bearing until you're blue in the face with diamond polish, but at the same time, because metal is a grain material, you're always going to have these inherent, fissures and cracks and it doesn't matter what you do you're never going to have a perfect surface so uh, they don't address any of that I mean Bronson tries to address it with a WS2 coating but still it lays conformally it doesn't really cover it blankets the hills and valleys accordingly you still have those hills and valleys so there's things that I just think that are low-hanging fruit in terms of material science and engineering that could be done to better the
0: performance so, what's your background before building bearings? <laughs> <laughs> so, my. Back- to- <laughs>
2: yeah. So, um, I was blessed to be able to go to Auburn University, chemistry, chemical engineering. Um, I spent a lot of time working on, I would say, a lot of different research projects, anything from making derivatives of methamphetamines for the Auburn University Department of Pharmacy to looking at steroid, I know dude, that's a whole thing. Walter White over here. (laughs) Well, well, a big thing in Alabama, right, is methamphetamines (laughs) right sure we all
0: love our meth and and the
2: big problem with uh, methamphetamines are that pure methamphetamine pure 3 pure ecstasy pure 3,4 methylene deoxy methamphetamine is not even a solid it's an oil so the way that they get it to be a solid is they crystallize it out of solution and many times when they go through this process it's not even 3,4 MDMA it's some MDA derivative it gives you the same psychological psychotropic effect but it's not 3,4 MDMA so if you try to characterize it oh I
0: gotta have that that three
2: four the you know. three four right exactly well the girl I was working with it was uh, I guess in the Netherlands or um, in the Nordic area it was uh, it was legal to make a certain derivative but you could as soon as you cross it over the border um, it was illegal so they would bring it back and forth and then they would man- manipulate it um, to what? be able to make three four MDMA
0: for what purpose
2: for uh, illicit drug purposes
0: but you're doing this for Auburn? under yeah,
2: yeah, because the thing is, right, when you get these materials on the street and you characterize them, three four mdma has a very specific spectral signature, like a molecular fingerprint, if you will, depending on the method that you use to analyze it. So when you're looking at different derivatives, they won't match up perfectly. So in a court of law, you could say, well, I think it's methamphetamine, but maybe not. Oh, okay. So we would make these different derivatives as you would make them on the street such that we could characterize them to be able to build up a volume of spectra so oh, they okay. could go, all right. This is it. Gotcha. Book them down. This is and how we,
1: he's, he's th- helping to catch the people. that Right. Are Clearly defining not, what it is. That's, okay. a, that's okay. when a okay. butt shit measure. hits the fan
2: <laughs> and the bearings don't sell, Walter. Yeah, White. you got a backup
0: plan,
1: okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Holy shit! That's I'm, I'm out at that point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. But um, chemistry, chemical engineering, and just a, a, a love for what happens on a on a molecular basis, right? So it's just it's a, it amazes me that just simply by changing a bond, right? You could or changing a functional group in a molecule, you could go from drinking water to drinking peroxide and immediately die. I mean, it just blows my mind to think about it. That's right?
0: pretty wild to think about, yeah. So I guess you were into skateboarding and um, had
1: a background in that both Yeah, I guys. can I can probably talk about that a little bit. Sure. Yeah, we uh probably around 88 or so. Uh We started skateboarding. We grew up in a uh, pretty small town outside of Auburn, in Opelika. Oh yeah, Opelika, Opelika. right? In a a community outside of Opelika called Beauregard. I don't know if you ever heard of Beauregard. A tornado went through there a couple years ago and devastated the place. A lot of people know about it from that, but not. But anyway... uh, I don't go down
0: that way too often. Right. I'm sure it's a wonderful town.
1: Yeah, you don't go south too much. (laughs) But yeah, 88, 89, I guess. Uh, I had known Jason and his brother a little while, but didn't really hang out with them, but uh, had shared a PE class with them or something. And they're like, yeah, we skateboard. Come hang out on the weekend, you know, whatever. Went to their house, took a little... Veriflex or Volterra, whatever the Walmart board was I had, and they, they had all the, the good stuff, you know, the the Powell Peralta and that thing. and from then on, it, 30 some odd years later, I've never been without a skateboard, you know yeah, just, okay. I just caught the bug, and, and they had it, you know, Jason and his brother, um, a couple of our other friends. I mean, in a school of about, what would you say a thousand people? probably oh gosh or maybe yeah. five of us yeah. that skated oh we, i know I, yeah. you're preaching to the choir right, right? Yeah.
0: i know all about small town being the only skateboarder, riding right. yeah. on a gravel road yeah, yeah, yeah. dude I, we I would even... get them to
1: drop us off in downtown opelika to skate these crusty spots and then when one of us finally got a driver's license they would take us to auburn and drop us off on campus and that was the Mecca. oh you're in heaven oh, yeah that's that, where the oh, spots yeah. Where sidewalks level. yeah
0: concrete <laughs> yeah I but, grew up on a dirt road, man. I didn't even have. Yeah. yeah so did we. It
2: was part. a gravel. Yeah, it was a dirt road, and that was probably the cool. That was probably the best thing that happened to us growing up skateboarding as kids, right? Was when they paved our right. the road and yeah. like, all right, dude, Some let's good get the pavement too. Oh man. yeah, we had that four foot jump ramp. We were just trying to cry stairs off it. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, man.
1: But yeah, just like I said, I I don't remember a time in those years since that I haven't had a skateboard. You know. Yeah. I'm, Obviously, we don't skate as much as we used to because you know there's, well oh, priorities, it, right? Yeah, like you got yeah stuff going on. and you break an arm or something, you're out of work. You know, sure. can't can't do that. I work at a, a keyboard all day. I, I can't afford to be out of work. But, um, hey, you'd be all
0: right, man. Get out and just cruise around. <laughs> <laughs> right? that's, that's really all I do. These to,
2: well, yeah, I mean, to what Brad said, right? It, it's it just stays with you. Even today, I I have no problem saying it on camera. I think I'm 46, but um it. You know, even driving down the road or walking down the road, you're thinking, man, you know, that'd be a killer spot to skate, right? Yeah, it's just a different mindset. You always view it. I think I'll be 90 degrees with a uh, uh, 90 years old with a cane just walking down and be like, oh
1: man, if I could skate,
2: look at that bank over there. (laughs) come here, Sonny. (laughs) Yeah,
0: banks, especially. Anytime I see banks, they're like, wow, look at that concaved in How an much odd transition. way it's, it's like, like oh my gosh yeah. dude like, you skate that right skaters you always I mean, see yeah. things through a skater's point of view yeah exactly yeah, right. a skaters lens man exactly
1: and of course with that comes you know skate shops i mean some people go to towns and look for the local antique store or whatever if i go to a place that i've never been before i look to see if they have a skate shop and mm-hmm. i go in and i buy a shop shirt or not even if I'm close, you know, if I'm within 50 miles of a skate shop, you know, sometimes I'll go and my, and my wife, and check them out. she knows, you know, if we, we go into a town on vacation or something, we're going to go look for the local skate shop and I could spend you know, hours in there. Just uh, it's nothing you can explain. I guess it, it probably doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but, and
2: that's how we, yeah. can, I'm sorry, go
0: ahead. No, I was just going to say, so how did the idea, um, moving forward, how did the idea to, to start this bearing, uh, endeavor come around. Yeah, sure. And, and how does one even get into the game of, like, making bearings? Like, uh, we had a uh, a guy that makes uh, – a local dude that makes skateboards, the all-hands yeah. skateboard yeah. It was really cool. We're familiar with him, yeah. But – It seems like that's like bearings are so much more complicated, you know. Like well, you don't have a degree in well, yeah. For you, it's it's nothing. Making
2: boards is challenging too, right? I mean, you have all the different veneers, and you have to adhesive them together, and there's certain amounts of force and pressure. I mean, I don't. uh, Please don't downplay what the what board manufacturers do. It's most certainly challenging. Um, On the bearing side, right? I think that uh, we were. I know COVID's impacted a lot of people for us. It's really been a blessing, particularly for me, because I do a lot of traveling for my day job where I work with lasers and optics and optical coatings. But when COVID hit, pretty much all of that stopped, right? Nobody really knew how to work anymore. You know, it was, everybody was out of office. They didn't know what to do. It was kind of COVID vacation for mm-hmm. them if they didn't have COVID. So, um, you know, I really used that time to just dig in and just, light the candle and spent so many countless nights just researching and researching and researching. And that I I think it's just building upon the research that I've done. Like, all right, well, that's interesting. Well, maybe we could use that for this. All right, well, this material is interesting. Maybe we could use that for this. Well, this material has a certain particle size. And if we could get it to this size, I think we could make that work. So it's just kind of picking and pulling what's already been done. And I think from the research that a lot of these people have done, uh, they've done a lot of the groundwork for you, right? Uh, there's certain things in research reports that they just won't give you, right? Because there's always that little secret sauce that they just won't tell you. Uh, but for the most part, they'll give you data for a certain percentage of the materials, like 1%, 5%, 10%, 25%. So they'll do different matrices and they'll do different experiments. And it's just kind of taking that and looking at it like, all right, well, thank you for that. I, that means that that pretty much works well. And I should start with that versus starting with 25%. So if you just kind of pick and pull the pieces that you you need you gives you a groundwork to start with um and then i was blessed by being able to get the lab space over at university of charlotte so that gives you access to a lot of the instrumentation that you need to really understand what you're doing right because it's one thing for you to be able to read it it's a whole nother thing for you to be able to do it and then look at the impact of the results so they have all so i'm in the physics department so we have actually take
0: over the lab and start building bearings (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah well
2: that's pretty much what we did right um, but in terms of the instrumentation that you need, it's multi million dollar worth of stuff that you need. So instead of acquiring all of that, which would take a lot of capital, you know, just leverage what they have at the university and those guys have been fantastic. I have to say we wouldn't be in a position where we're at if it wasn't for some of the folks in the university that have helped us out.
1: And as far as producing the actual bearing, like the mechanical piece, yeah, we yeah. don't that you don't have we, a machine shop. We don't do okay. that. The bearings we we get the bearings from a bearing supplier, a, a really good bearing supplier. Um, when you start talking about uh, bearings and bulk bearings, uh, people will say, "Well, are, are they made in the USA or are they made in China?" Which is, you know, people kind of catch-all are catch-all terms, right? They are made overseas, but it's you you can't just blanket something like that you can't say well anything made over any bearing right. made over there is is bad it's gotta well, be made yeah. in america baby. Right. right yeah Damn well, it.
2: well we, let me just preface that by saying that it's it's our design right so one of the things that um we, that we've done is we have to design the mechanics of this bearing and the mechanics of the material to be specific to what we need so it's not as like us going and saying all right well i want an abec 7 bearing or i want an abec 5 bearing or yeah. abec We're not 9 we buying
1: a pallet of this specific bearing and bringing it over and throwing coating on it, which is what right, a lot of people right. thought we were doing when we, and I'll get to that in a little Stamp bit. Stamp your name uh, on yeah, it. Yeah, you like, guys Ooh. are just spraying this stuff on there Putting it in your fancy tin. So, are these
0: just generic bearings that are used in other things besides wheels?
2: So it's a standard 608 bearing, right?
1: So, um, what's
0: what's another common use for a standard yeah. 608 bearing?
2: Oh gosh, man, it's a pretty large bearing. I would say roller skates and anything probably, with a wheel, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small yeah, wheel. Yeah yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So there's 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 different bearing sizes, right? And this is um this particular bearing is a um is a is a caged bearing. So it's not a full complement bearing or anything like that, a bearing with no cages in it. But to Brad's point, yeah, that's um – there are certain things that we have to have in the mechanical design in order for us to accomplish what we want to be able to do on the coating. I don't know if you had a chance to ride the bearings, but one of the things that you'll notice is just, uh, one, it's insanely smooth ride, and two, it's incredibly consistent. And that doesn't come straight from a design. That comes because of the material science that we add to the process to be able to do that. And in order to get that material science to work, we have to have, we have to have a certain set, we have to have a certain set of mechanical tolerances in order to be able to get that done. Um, otherwise it just wouldn't be as smooth right it would be a little bit more sloppy ride still be quiet but it would just be a good bit more sloppy ride um but yeah effectively as long as you know what you want um it, the the challenge right is just is it's just there's not a lot of value, I would say, in button pushing. Um, and that's effectively what happens once you have a design, right? Once you have a design and once you spec all the materials, really, it's just you calling somebody and saying, hey, here's my CAD drawing. Can you put this on your machine system? I and mean, can you do it in high volume, right? So you have to go to a bearing manufacturer to be able to do that. Um, and just like in the United States, there's places in Asia that are known, well-known for their manufacturing expertise, right? So there's places like Shuzhou that are known for their optics. There's you know Hong Kong known for their finance, You know the West Coast of the United States is known for their technology, right? Um, Northeast is known for their pharmaceutical development. So just like in Asia, Japan's known for a number of different things. Um, uh, bearing science, one of them, uh, the way that they manufacture steel processes, another one, lighting. So wherever you, as long as you know where to go and you know what you're looking for, um, you can find it at a relatively low cost. Uh, But the key is, right, just making sure that you work with the right partners. Um, And to that, I want to make sure that I give these guys credence because one of the things that we did recently was we did a boards for bros bearing and we went to our supplier and said, hey, this is what we're thinking about. We've got a new design for these guys. Uh, Are you guys familiar with boards for bros? Boards Mm -hmm. for bros. No.
0: Yeah. uh, Bring me up to speed.
1: It's pretty much a it's a nonprofit that uh, it's they supply complete skateboards to kids that otherwise would never Get into skateboarding, yeah, maybe give them a a, give them an outlet, and, sure, and give them a a decent board, and that's where we come in. Um, he can speak more on on the bearings that they they obviously they want to get as much as they can for their buck because they're a nonprofit, right? But the bearings that they're using in their in their builds may not be the best quality. You know, they roll, but um, they don't last. If, if you give a board to a kid that maybe wanted to not so much get into and was like here, here i'll take that free skateboard and he rides it for a little while and then the bearings it sucks go, yeah, yeah. Right. what is he like well do- this is he's fine. gonna throw it out in the yard yeah. you know so you, you go sure
2: ahead. yeah so um and thanks for that by the way but yet when we told the supplier about what we were doing for boards for bros they were so excited about it right now these are a manufacturer of industrial bearings they do a lot of automotive bearings they're not known for their skateboard bearings Um, and there's a reason why we went to them for that very reason. Uh, Were they the
0: first guys you went to? Yeah, what is that like? No, no, we went through like four different ones. Okay, and you're like, no, these guys suck. Yeah, let's try this. Well, no,
2: the bearings were great. I think more than anything, it was just the – as a manufacturer, right, you have to be – it's not just necessarily about lowest cost and best quality. It's a combination of lowest cost, best quality and customer service. Right. Um, am I able to tell them, Hey, I want to be able to manipulate this size by X, Y, Z, or this dimension by this. Can they do it? Can they verify it? And are they willing to do it? Many companies that make bearings by the millions would be like, nah, you know what? It's, it's a nice. too small a right. project. Yeah. Too mm-hmm. small. Right. You yeah. get 80, 20 out. Right. So, um, you're you just you get phased out and you get crappy product. But when we told these guys about the Boards for Bros bearings, they were like, you know what? That's so awesome. We're going to give you our bearings at cost. And we just absorbed the cost because it was low enough for us to be able to do it. We did everything for these guys pro bono. Um, and we gave them a really nice branded bearing that works really yeah, well for it's them. It's got their name right? the on the shield. On it. Dude, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. That's okay. cool. Yeah.
0: That's really but cool. But in, in the in the guts of it, it's a quantum science bearing.
2: Well, we don't, we don't do our process to it because – for one, it, I think it would make the bearing too fast for the kids that are on the board, oh, right? Oh, crap. I mean, too
0: fast, man. Well, I mean, you just
2: <laughs> that, that's something you have to be yeah, cognizant okay. about, right? I mean, if it's a kid that first I don't think I've ever board, had that
0: problem with buying bearings, the cheap $15 bearings I've always bought <laughs> my whole life. These too fast, dude. Too fast.
2: Well, I mean, if you start applying the coding to it and you start in, correcting the inefficiencies of the design, then, yeah, of course, it's inherently going to be faster. Um, so yeah, I mean, we added a little bit of our lubricant in it to kind of help out and fill some of the gaps. Right. But no, I mean, that's something we probably wouldn't want to do for them. You know, uh, there was talk about us maybe doing, um, like a giving Tuesday thing for them where they put their bearings online. Right. And people will donate a certain amount of money and maybe they'll get the board for bro- board for bros addition bearings. And in that instant, right. If it's going to be skaters that have a little bit more background, a little bit more experience. And yeah, yeah I put some of them. You know. Yeah. Run it through our process. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but they'll let us know. I mean, they they're running the show. We just Mongo just make bearing.
1: Yeah,
0: hmm. boards for bros. I've never heard of that. Yeah, That's cool, man. They yeah, have yeah, chapters
1: in. They have a chapter in North Carolina where Jason is. And uh, all
0: right, so you decide you want to get into bearings. You take over the the lab at your local university. And um, what's the first thing you do? We kind of skimmed over it a little bit. You said you guys tried some different manufacturers. Do you just get a bearing that's already put together and then you just add your secret sauce to it or do you start finiting it and How? going back and say hey could you build it like this? Well and you kind of mentioned and I used to know this you talked about the different abex 579 briefly what, what is that?
2: Yeah, so basically, it has to deal with the. Mecha- so, uh, are you familiar with the ABEC system and how the why the whole? ABEX Vaguely, yeah.
0: I think we always sold. You know, it's like, oh, these are ABEC not or sevens or whatever. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I worked at a skate shop for a little while, and um, I didn't really. That was probably the thing I was least. Uh, educated on was bearings, you know. Like I could tell you, like, oh, this board's great. That board's gonna break. Oh, you're a bigger guy. You need to go with this board or these type of wheels. But then bearings, it was always like, oh, those are fifteen bucks. Right. right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know anything else to tell you. They roll. They're good. Those are the $15 bearings. And those, those are the $100. The Which one do you want? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think probably most kids in skateboarding see it the same way. It's like, well, a bearings a bearing. Yeah. You know,
2: Yeah, we're trying to break that. Right. We're trying to break that by saying, you know what? A bearing is not necessarily a bearing. It all depends on what you're trying to get out of it. Right. Um, to your point about, Uh, where did we start? Right. Uh, It wasn't an easy process and it wasn't smooth. Oh my gosh. We screwed up quite a few times going on. Right. Just thinking, all right, well we were going to, originally we were going to make an all weatherproof bearing. Um, And we did. The problem with that was it only worked about 50% of the time. Um, And one of the things that we found out about it was, uh, we sh- we would ship bearings via ground and it would work great, but when it went into the belly of a plane and it was cold and a, it, it would some of this material would leach out and when it would get to the end place, the end destination, they would lock up. I mean, you could unlock it if you wanted to, but who wants to fiddle right. around with? Who bearings? wants
1: to right. buy new bearings and then right. buy yeah, them a couple of times? Yeah. Either crap, you know. Yeah. So
2: I mean, yeah. it wasn't smooth. Uh, I mean, luckily for us, the ones that we ground shipped were over to Peter at Faith, and they
0: all worked out great. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't burn that bridge right away. No, didn't we burn
2: didn't anything. burn that bridge. Um, but there were some other ones that were bumpy, right? So we kind of – it caused us just to, to, to take a step back and go, all right, are we doing the right things in the right way, in the right fashion, in the right order? Let's take a step back, right, and let's just think about things. Um, and we did. Um, and then that's the current generation, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. of the formulation that we have. We have some things in the works, right? We're revisiting this all-weather bearing um, and we kind of feel that's what you know. I would. I don't want to give too much away, but it, we feel that's what an eighty to hundred dollar bearing should be, right? It should really be. If
0: you roll through a puddle, it doesn't just destroy your.
2: Well, your yeah, bearings. Yeah. Or no oil whatsoever, right? Because one of the biggest issues that one of the things that kind of irks me a little bit, but okay, it to each their own. People skate shieldless bearings, right? If you if you are going to pay $50 for bearings and you're looking for longevity, I don't understand why you would want to skate them shieldless, right? You just allow so much debris into the mm. bearing, right? So for me, I'm... What's gonna...
0: the benefit? Why, why does anybody even sell those?
2: So, yeah, a couple of different reasons. Uh, one is that traditionally the shield has been to keep the debris out, right? Um, but... Many of the shields that are on there today are just relatively low quality, and they just pop out. They're not really tolerant for the bearings, right? So if you land on impact, the the shield just, will pop out, right? And people just get sick and tired. of People, that or,
1: the rare instance that some people do clean their bearings, they'll pop the yeah. shields and don't put them back on yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah.
0: And the so the manufacturers way. like, yeah, the kids don't like these shields. We'll just sell them without them.
1: What? They like the sound, too. They get louder, obviously, the, yeah. the more dirt and, and the more uh, debris and the more scratches and, and whatnot you get in the bearing. They get louder. I, I like a quiet bearing Such myself. Such a nuanced thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. A loud bearing is not a happy like you bearing. you said, to each, your,
1: yeah. to each their own. But, but if you walked into an uh, industrial plant with, uh, with precision bearings and you started popping the shields off of them, they would probably go, what, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. But, and and uh, you think about a skateboard bearing how low to the ground it is and how much dirt the and chance of in there. yeah how much yeah. the the chance of stuff getting in there it, why not leave the shield on but
2: yeah. and that's another reason that we focused on skateboard bearings right is nobody takes well, I shouldn't say nobody many of the people that we talk to don't really take care of bearings nor do they want to take care of bearings right they kind of look at them as a consumable um, so it's a really dirty, abrasive abrasive environment, right? So if you're going to develop something that can improve the performance of a bearing, why not work with one of the dirtiest bearings out there, right? I mean, if you're gonna tr- try to improve a car bearing, um, granted the, the it's, it's a larger scale, granted it's different materials, uh, at the same time, if you can start to understand how people that run them shieldless um, and how that abrasion starts to impact what you're doing to the bearing, then you can turn in turn, take that and translate it to something else. Right. Um, So it's really looking for utilization outside of just what a standard skateboard bearing would do.
0: And and I guess most bearings are all kind of designed the same. Basically you have a ring with a bunch of balls in it and it just spins on another smaller ring that then goes on to a, a shaft of, Right, I mean, a car, a skateboard, a, s- a roller skate. Yeah, you know, yeah and
1: some offer bearings with more balls in than the other—six yeah. balls, seven balls. Well, right. actually,
2: the inner ring stays fixed, and the outer ring it rotates. It spins around. Over. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: okay, yeah. Bring me back up to speed on that. No, that's
2: all right. The axle holds it into place, but uh, otherwise it would slip.
0: So your first try at bearings, you said you guys had some issues. Once you shipped them, and then realized the error of your ways. Once you Maybe got a couple right. of phone calls saying, hey,
1: these bearings, uh, kids don't like them. Uh, some, sometime around, uh, it was Halloween of 2020. Yeah, I think it was. He, you did one of the first coating runs and, he, and uh, he sent them to me. Uh, I said, well, first thing we need to do is probably get some kids riding these things. Cause so, what's liked, a coating run? We, we Just, call
0: them.
2: Well, a coating run is basically where you run it through the process where you coat the bearing with um, our different material stacks. So it's basically running it through our process, applying these coats. Okay, all uh, right. You can, you can elaborate yeah.
1: on the. I mean, there's three coatings. And you could. Yeah, touch yeah, on yeah, sure.
2: Um, but you were. are you, Yeah, well,
1: he sent these to me. Uh, we call them prototypes. I mean, we we needed skaters out in the field riding them, and we had a uh, at a contest at the local park, and I gave them away as prizes. And I told these guys, I said, listen, my friend and I are. Or trying this bearing company, he's got some really good ideas of making faster and smoother bearings. These are the first runs. You guys are are going to be the guinea pigs, essentially, to to run these things. And the 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 amount of coating on there was what percentage of where we're at? It was pretty thick. Yeah, Yeah, uh, I mean, not a lot of room. One guy still has his. He he. The others they skated them for a few weeks, and they would blow up, or a guy would go to Ollie down a, a set of stairs and his bearings will blow up. And The, the, the coating on this. Go over right. The, the coating, these things are crap. And I was like, well, I told you that, you know, that you're, you're helping us. You know, Uh we can take this and send it the information to Jason and even send the, we sent broken bearings back to him and let him analyze them. And, and I mean, how many... Generations of and coating. probably seven. Yeah, I think right. we're
2: on the seventh generation of coatings. Yeah, yeah. So it it took a while to kind of get to that point, and it wasn't necessarily. Yeah, it was the coating thickness was a problem. I think also was we wanted to go with a a, a lower profile cage material, right? right? Um, and then we decided that probably wasn't the best bet uh, because a lot of people rock spacers, right? And if you have high precision bearings and you have uh, a spacer where there's a mismatch, then you can blow out the cage. Um, so we try to take all that stuff um, into t- into account. And if any of the folks that are out there that have ridden these bearings, thank you very much for the feedback. Um, everything that we take is not put in a vacuum, right? We try to take everything and say, all right, well, does this make sense? How many, you know, let's do a uh, Pareto of the failures, right? right. What stuff the fa- that we
1: were, stuff that these people were do, we were letting people do with these bearings out in the field is normally when you're developing a product it's normally this stuff is done behind closed doors but mm-hmm. we couldn't do that we had to have people riding the things to to destroy them or you don't have a big facility right. just to keep it right and, all and under wraps, one so. of the things yeah. we did was we gave them to a few shops and that might not have been the best thing to do with the first few runs because uh you peter's suck. peter's wow. still with us peter was one of the uh, and faith skate supply go buy your you know your stuff from there Yeah, order online please peter. support peter That's yes Um, He stuck with us. I I, I brought a couple of sets up, and it might have been, I think it was probably the second generation, the second runs, and uh, it was when James Hardy was working there, Mm -hmm. and uh, Peter said, oh, you you brought me some bearings to try, and James was, uh, I'm tough on my gear, why don't you let me try some? So I gave Peter and James a set, and they rode them for months. I mean, I, I don't, I think Peter's probably upgraded since then and gotten rid of those, but Yeah, a lot of shops that we gave some of those early prototypes to are probably probably wrote us off after that, which kind of stinks. But maybe they'll come back around.
2: Well, at the same time, right, I think that, excuse me, at the same time, I think that we have turned on a dime, right? I I think when we see things that are like, all right, we need to make a change. Okay, well, if we're gonna make, you know, when when we talked about a new cage, right? We said, well, we just don't want to go. You know, the
1: cage is it's the
2: separator, the, the thing
0: that thing holds the, the balls. Is that the outer ring. It looks yeah.
1: like a like a web. You got basically. an outer
2: ring, an inner ring, and then you have the cage or the separator that maintains the distance spacing between
0: should the a, yeah. Elements, yeah. Should have brought a bearing with. Well, we've got some bearings yeah, here. We uh, could. So, well, yeah, there you there go. There you go. Yeah. yeah, Look at yeah. That. All right. So I'll I'll pull this up for any of our viewers on TV. But yeah. yeah. So. so
2: if you flip it over,
1: right, that's
0: the cage material right there. Is in the inner ring.
1: It basically keeps the balls separated and from, the from flying out of from each other. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. okay, okay. Right. And the one we initially used on all our bearings was a low-profile cage, and it was. It was brittle. I mean, um. well, it was
2: glass fused nylon, right? So, glass doped nylon, effectively. Um, and it's what a lot of other bearing cage manufacturers make, but their cages were a good bit more thick, right? So, we thought, well, because we have the way that our coating is formulated, it actually flexes a little bit, and we thought we could go with a lower profile cage. Um, and you could. Uh, the problem with our bearings, when we first started sending them, was we sent them with a spacer, and not all spacers are, fit every single wheel. You guys know what
1: a spacer is.
0: Right? It goes in between on the exactly. inner right. of the wheel. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So um, the challenge, right, is if you have a high-precision bearing, you might have 0.2 microns or like 200, excuse me, you might – yeah, about 200 microns variance – in, you know what a micron the, is no
1: like yeah t- you lost how many microns right. is a human hair James. all right so it,
2: it, so if you a yardstick right is 3.3 3, uh, a yardstick is 3.3 3 feet right yeah. so yeah. if you take a yardstick and you've divided into a million that's a micron if you divide it into one
0: a, one millionth of a yardstick that's is right a, is yeah, a, exactly okay yeah now i know what a micron is. all
2: right is, so uh, you got about 200 microns where the distance right which is 0.2 millimeters so if you have a, a spacer that sits 0.2 millimeters which is not a big distance but in a high precision bearing right if 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 you have uh, if you have a a axle slip or if you you know if you land uh, if you land on the side of your wheels and you really put force on the bearing right you could actually cause that cage to blow out. Hmm. So we started thinking about that right. And first step is one. I'm not going to chase wheel manufacturers right. If you want us to make
1: essentially the each wheel has a core in it. Yeah. Doesn't the core act like the spacer in the center? Right. But each each wheel company uses a different tolerance. So what's if you have a spacer, it might work with this wheel company, but it might be too large for this one. And gotcha. the problem with that is the bearing companies are the people providing the spacers, not the wheel companies. So I could send you our bearing with our spacer in it and you pop it in your, I'm not going to call a brand name, but you could pop it in wheel A and it works perfectly, but then you switch wheels and yeah. it doesn't work with this wheel. And all of a sudden you're it rubs up against the cage and blows the cage out. What are you gonna think? Oh, yeah. These bearings these suck. These bearings yeah, suck. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. you're not gonna blame the wheel
0: man,
2: right? right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm of the mindset now where you know I'm not gonna chase wheel companies tolerances. Even the same wheel over and over, there's variances in the tolerance because of the molding process. Right. right? When, the, when the when the wheel mold cools, cools, it cools right. Yeah, the outer cools faster than the inner core, right? So when they go to eject it, the inner core actually stretches a little bit or compresses depending on how they push it out.
1: They're like snowflakes. No, there's no way. You know, There's no two. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly.
2: So, um, no, I'm not going to chase their tolerances. Yeah, so,
1: so what do we do? We got rid of the spacers.
2: Yeah, and we beefed up the cage too, right? But We had to think about that because we didn't want to do something me too, right? Um, composite cages are already out there. You just might have to pay. I don't know if the Swiss have a composite cage in it or not, but you really have to go up to like the ceramic $130 echelon bearings before you even start to see composite cages, which to me is ludicrous. Why should you pay a, these cages, a, a composite cage, just a straight up composite cage? is most certainly less than $2 for a pack of bearings. Why are you charging $130? Because it has composite cages. Well, I have my own beliefs, but I won't put them on air. Um, yeah. at, at the same time, right, It's we didn't want to do what everybody else is doing. So we have some material in the lab that we use for the coating design. So we put that in and we make some modifications. So because of that, we've got one of the best cages in the market, right? So one of the things that are probably, it's probably one of the, the largest failure points in a bearing is when the cage blows out. Right. So I think since the last thousand packs that we've shipped, only two cages have blown out out of what, 8,000 bearings. Yeah. And it was because people had the, that had a spacer that was too yeah. large for the wheel. When
1: We were shipping them with the, uh, the, the lower profile cage that we started with. It seemed like every day or they came in waves. It's like, one day we would get three or four people in the in, on Instagram and our DM saying, Look what this look what your bearing did. Your bearing blew out. And my first question, his first question is, Are you using K uh spacers? And I'm like, Yeah, you sent them. So do you do you know how to check <laughs> the spacer to, to make sure it fits your wheel? Well, no, I just threw them in there because you sent them. But uh but since then, since we went to that beefier cage, we we've maybe had four or five. And again, uh-huh. the first question you ask is are that you using is. spacers
2: since we went to that cage we've had net total of two out oh. of eight thousand right so a thousand packs eight thousand bearings and both of those are uh, we had one the other
1: day and a guy he I was like when'd you get those uh back in april or something like that and i was like well we, we switched the cage what then yeah. we went to the newer cages in, yeah, in, in july. july yeah, yeah. Exactly. so anybody that got our bearings before july probably has the the original cage and if you're still rocking them then go right ahead <laughs> How
0: long How long have you guys been up and running?
2: Since March. Well, it's your birthday. March year, 15th. So yeah, the a we of March. Yeah. We
1: went live on March 15th. Yeah, last year. Our website. Yeah. And it's kind wow. of cool, right? Okay. Yeah. So
0: very, very young company. Right. There's, there's yeah. stories we're for in, everything,
1: right? We're in 50 skate shops you now, though, in the, in the United States, which is
0: That's awesome. unheard of. Yeah, yeah really? The
1: skateboarding industry is not very welcoming unless you you have
0: really established a name yourself, yeah
1: right. a tie to it we're yeah. gonna have a
2: megaphone right somebody out there saying i mean because there's plenty yeah. of people that promote crappy product i mean let's just be point blank right, right? Yeah. i mean
1: um they get paid a certain yeah, amount I of could, money i could pay you to, right? to convince somebody that the worst you know but this has been <laughs>
2: grassroots man i gotta say i've just really been pleased with uh how well brad has just been reaching out to people myself also and just uh man the skating community is amazing it's probably one of the only sports where people will that don't know you, that you, they buy bearings from you and they might, or they buy product from you. And they say, you know what? This is awesome. I want to help. I want to help. And that's just to me that I I get goosebumps thinking about it, right? Like, wow. You know, just growing up thinking, you know, man, if if somebody was in our position and offered us an opportunity to just kind of chime in on product performance, I mean, just, wow, how, I don't know what my life would have been like, man, (laughs) maybe different. I don't know. But, uh, Man, skateboarding is just a brotherhood like that. Yeah. It's just people will adopt it. People, uh, people that do adopt it will give you feedback. And that's the one thing that I'll always say. You know what? I'll send you bearings for free if you'll pound them and put them through the test. But I don't want you to... Th- Tell me, well, these bearings are great because you gave them to me. No, right. please, no. I the only way that we can improve is if you just be brutally honest with me, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always a way to give your feedback accordingly, right? And uh, be constructive in its <laughs> format, right, right? right? But um, at the same time, right? Please, just tell us. The only way that we can improve is if you tell us. Um, and the folks have been great about that. Yeah, are these the spacers? Yeah. Oh, those, those are uh, those are the washers. Washers. Yeah. washers okay,
0: right. so you put two of these on each. That's right. Wheel. Okay, cool. And
2: it's kind of interesting. I don't know if you've – I got the – let me move this so you can see the logo. But, yeah, everything about that logo has uh, meaning to it. So there's three processes. So you have – yeah, there's three processes. So you have the three rings, right? Uh, We have three different materials that we have. So you have the three dots. Um, you have the circle and a hexagon, which is um, a symbol for um, Satan, that, not say, say, <laughs> a <laughs> chemical symbol. Right. So it's like um, it's benzene ring, actually. And then you have the skateboard for the cue doing the board slide. So, um, yeah, every single thing about that has meaning. And um, when Very we're well in th- thought out, yeah. And when we're in the lab every day we think about that, right? I was I was talking to a buddy of mine, he came in and helped me package some bearings and we were sitting over just listening to some music, right? And just kinda of spit shining some bearings. Not spit shining, anyway. we was- know just Put a little alcohol. In that's that, the secret of... sauce. The no, secret. But, but we're like cleaning them, right? I mean, two dudes in America cleaning bearings to try to make sure that they're the best bearings that people can skate, right? Um, And that's just us packaging it up, right? I mean, not including all the different all the value add that we do in the lab, right? So I think for us, it's really, one, getting the science out there and saying, you know what? Um, even if you don't adopt our bearings, that's cool. But respect the science, right? Respect that somebody's trying to do something different, right? Um, and it, take science and improve something, right? Uh, take some like all these materials that we're using; they're environmentally benign. Um, I mean, I wouldn't lick the bearing or anything like that. But, suck on it. Uh, uh, that, yeah. <laughs> mm, that's good. But no, they're environmentally benign, right? So what does
0: that mean exactly?
2: Uh, it's not hazardous to the environment.
0: Sweet. So when I get done with my bearings, I'm going to throw them out in the in, forest. The, ocean. Well, <laughs> in the, the ocean. Well, the
2: good part about I'll that them is my right goldfish. that you shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> that you shouldn't have to get rid of them very soon, right? That's another thing, right? Is if you develop a good product from the get-go, um, and you put a good product out there, then that's really less crappy product that gets thrown away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we try to take all those things into heart when we went through and we started this bearing businesses. How do we do it? How do we do it responsibly? How do we do it and give back? Uh, because skateboarding has been, I, I, I'll let Brad speak for himself, but skateboarding has been core to me, man. I, um, I grew up in an abusive alcoholic environment growing up, um, verbally abused, physically abu- abused, and skateboarding for me was an outlet. Um, It was a means for people that didn't know my home background and would just take me in right? and and would mentor me. And that's always been the beautiful thing about skating. Right. Is uh, everybody has to be a mentor at some time. Right. The person that steps up and does the coolest trick. Oh, show me how you do that. Right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter where you go as long as you have a board and you put your board down and people hear that sound and other skaters will turn and look. And it's like a brotherhood. Um, and that took me out of a really crappy environment um, at that point in time in my life. And for me, it's just, I mean, going back to the boards for bros things and all the stuff that we do for charity work, um, it's important to give back. And it's, the sport gave me so much growing up. And it just, like I said, it, it changed my mode of thinking, right? I can't drive down the street anymore and see an embankment and go, you know what, dude, when, <laughs> six
1: o'clock when I get off work, I'm going to go skate this.
0: Well, that's, that's awesome to hear, man. Yeah, um,
1: we went live in March and uh first thing we did uh was start the instagram page I think, and then i I thought, well, we need to create some kind of buzz because you know I can get my we can get our friends to ride these, and I can probably convince a couple of shop owners to to carry these because i through thirty years of skating and going into skate shops, obviously you're gonna you got some connection. meet sc- yeah. shop owners and and the internet is a wonderful place you can instagram for instance People are so accessible, or certain people are. I mean, Jason and I are probably way too accessible. I uh, mean,
2: my wife will agree to that,
1: right? Someone DMs us a question, and one of us will probably get back to you probably within half an hour, yeah. or or less. You know, but um, just making connections with people, and I thought, well, you know, I can probably convince our friends to ride these. I can get these in a few shops, but we need to create some kind of buzz, good or bad. So I went to uh you guys familiar with Slap? Yeah. The Slap message board. I went there and I said, Well, my friend and I started a uh, a bearing company and we're trying to we're trying to, you know, offer a high quality, uh lower priced uh ceramic bearing, you know, inexpensive, not a cheap bearing, an inexpensive bearing is what we call it. And of course, some were, yeah, man, I, that's a good price point. We'll check them out. And some were Uh, slap kind of developed a a reputation of of just being the, you know, the worst place for all the trolls. It's better now. I, I, I didn't hang out there a lot before this, but I will say that they know their stuff on there. And if you can win there, then, then you can, you know, you can pretty much, the sky's the limit as far as I'm concerned, as far as skateboard, the skateboarding industry goes. So we went there and, you know, i think that thread that i started about our bearings is up to probably 15 pages now every (laughs) every now and then someone will get on there and say "Oh, these are you know china bearings they're crap bearings you guys are just spraying this stuff on them and but for the most part it's you know it's been pretty positive on there and, and it had to be done and from there it was uh well what do we do next you know we got instagram we got that up and rolling we've got you know we're doing pretty good on the on the message boards and whatnot people are buying them um we're getting into a few shops and then we went uh well Thrasher from there we had to so said we we need to get some advertisement you know? I saw
0: that on your Instagram
1: yeah, we yeah were, the uh, the full page press that right, yeah that's big time yeah yeah I mean that's the standard I think if you're gonna advertise a skateboarding product that's go big that's baby. where you go, go yeah go so the, thrasher, the, the Bible for the first one we uh we say well, there's got to be product centric you know people we got a people that don't know anything about us we couldn't just put a guy on a you know on his board sure like how am i going to reckon you right you won't know what bearing someone's riding unless you ask them right i mean i can tell when somebody's riding a, a low standard bearing i couldn't tell you what brand it is but i can tell you when somebody's not riding ours you know that's, that's what i'm
0: saying man it's such a hard bearing specifically you know hard thing to market mm-hmm. and, and a hard thing to kind of get your point across like hey these are worth the money and and right. you know to make kids give it a second thought. Well, I think. Well, bang. he he mentioned it earlier. His analogy about the glasses. Like, unless you don't you don't know you had bad sight until you try it. You don't. Right. You gotta try. That's it. true. You just gotta yeah. try it. And talking about this, man, you you sent us some bearings to try. Uh, they got. Where did they get lost? They got stuck somewhere. I don't know. We we just got them. We literally just yeah. got them. So I haven't had a chance yeah. to ride them yet, but I'm sure um, I'll, I'll notice a big yeah, difference. Yeah, be careful. So
1: Those are the Adams. Those are built for speed. Sick. Awesome. Yeah. That's right. So uh, you
0: guys, uh, looking on your website, you do have uh, three different um, styles Ser- series, series right. of yeah, bearings. Right. Walk me through. Uh, I think the, the, the lowest priced one was like 25 bucks, and then yeah, it goes up to, right. say, 45 for that's the other two. Right. Yeah, the what, what's the main differences uh, for anybody that's looking at your products on your website uh, in those three series of bearings?
2: Sure. You want me to feel that? Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Ahead. So um,
1: We have that open in the second tab, Katie. Can you tap uh, on that?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We do have the shop open. So boom. there they are. Look at okay. that. Boom. Yeah, check so out. on the left, we've got the Quantum Metallic, that's and then right. we've got the Quantum Isotope. And then the (laughs) quantum atom ceramic hybrid. You blow my mind. I know, man. Leave
2: it it to a scientist to name products, right? (laughs) Okay, (laughs) you guys, in
0: in pure layman's terms, what are we looking at? You're looking at good, better, best. Uh,
2: yeah, so they're all
0: great. Yeah, I, think more, up at the top, yeah, I
2: think more than anything than deci- uh, deciding good, better, best, it's really what do you want to skate? What's your terrain, right? So if you're, let's say, G- Jamie Thomas-esque, right? And you're jumping off of roofs of houses, right? Ceramic materials have a tendency. They're harder, yes. Um, and you could hit them with a sledgehammer they won't break. At the same time, they are grain material. Um, so if you had uh, maybe a, a small little rock or pebble or something in there and you hit a really high, uh, you, hit a, you had a major impact, you could probably fracture a ceramic bearing. Uh, since, gosh, the 16,000 bearings that we've made, not one is fractured. As a matter of fact, I hit one with a sledgehammer in the lab and it dented the sledgehammer and the floor. Whoa. Um, well, we dope our ceramics with different materials to kind of strengthen, to take the things that we like about ceramics and mitigate the things that we don't like. Um, and that's, uh, if you were to scroll through, that's the whole Mech yeah. things, the uh, matrix enhanced ceramic nanocomposite stuff. But oh, um, yeah. really, yeah. the. the <laughs> The, the takeaway
0: is quiz later the, Dude.
2: <laughs> the takeaway is right that it really depends on the terrain that you skate right so if you're just all street you know what parks suck ramps suck i just want to skate street and i pound street then i'd probably say man the metallics right or the isotopes um the isotopes are were really designed for uh skaters that just have one push right that want to go fast but they want the speed and performance of a ceramic but they want the I should say structural rigidity that you would get from an all metal design. So that's really what the isotopes are. And the atoms are like, you know what? You skate, you street skaters, you're all the same. I want park and transition. I don't want to push. I don't want to pump. Um, and that's really what these are for. So they're, I wouldn't say they're good, better, best, but really they're more tailored towards the type of skating that you do. Um, which I think is a differentiator for us. Right. I mean, um,
1: you, versus some of the other brands, right? Yeah. They're they not, good, they're not a rated. They're, skater rated like yeah what what terrain what uh
0: so for other brands that do the abec rating um Remind me, what is that? I don't yeah, know so if I ever were, knew. Yeah, Remind you had me. asked that question earlier, yeah, right? what, yeah, what is the ABEX system?
2: So the ABEX system basically <clears throat> boils down to when they first started, well, when bearings first started being produced for industrial manufacturing purposes, right, the challenge was nobody could really differentiate between what was a good bearing when you received it and what was a bad bearing. Nothing was really toleranced, right? It was like, oh, it rolls, right? It's a good bearing. Uh, maybe, but maybe what you're putting it in requires a tighter tolerance, right? So they needed a means to be able to... I think, I think it was the American Bearing ABA, American Bearing Association, um, basically said, well, we need a means to be able to classify the different tolerance levels um, on a bearing. So that's why whenever somebody says, well, you know, we're not ABEC rating, well, you – I don't know what that means to them, but to me that means that um, you have your own set of tolerances and maybe you don't subscribe to what a, 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 an ABEC 5 rating corresponds to in terms of tolerance, right? What
0: are most – bearings consumer bearings that aren't a hundred dollars a pop what's what's threes the, and fives threes and, and fives. when you
2: start getting into like 20 and 30 dollar bearings they start to be abec sevens right um so yeah i'd say abec sevens and then when you start getting into like slalom bearings where you need very little wobble um they'll generally do like abec 11s and stuff like that but when, you know you have to think about it when you tighten up the tolerances right what's what are you going to do you're going to heat the metal up, right? So if you have a metal-on-metal metal ABEC 11, you're going to heat the heck out of that metal. So you probably better have either a, a really good lubrication or you probably better think about uh, a different rolling element for that. So.
0: I noticed you guys don't only make bearings. You also have your own lubricant that you sent with these bearings, as, long, right. as well as the tool, which was really cool. Um, I gotta figure <laughs> Did out. Did you how get the one with it. the skull on it? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I got it right those
2: were a victim of the shipping mishap, right? So uh, they were stuck. In sea. we were supposed to get those for October. A little
0: tool. No, yeah, it's got a skull. Oh on yeah, the
2: yeah so that yeah, was, the, was supposed it, to be for Halloween. The Halloween <laughs> edition. Okay, was, sweet. Uh, so now it's the Christmas skull.
0: So could I use your flow <laughs> stack? two with any bearings oh
2: yeah yeah actually it's preferred so the way that we so we always donate some of that to shops too right whenever new shops will order we'll give them that um yeah there you go, there's
1: a yeah or you could do that
2: <laughs>
1: these cool. don't need it though. You know? right 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 yeah. right
0: that, that was a big thing the um, new ones
1: don't need any of this because uh, you could you could essentially do too exactly. much, right? Right. And it gums it up and that.
0: you get more debris. So
2: before, I was actually hoping to put a, a little video together before we showed up. But, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. But I actually have in the lab a rusted bearing where it won't, I mean, you, can, you have to force it to roll, right? So I physically put it in water and rusted it up. Um, and I've applied the graph to it. And basically what it does is it just allows it to roast super smoothly. Um, and right. effectively what it'll do is it'll coat that hard spot, make it super slick. And over time that rough spot will, uh, it'll
0: kind of s- polish it, itself out, kind of
2: polish itself out if you will. Right. So it'll fluff out. You'll have to clean it maybe in about a month or so once all the rust gets removed, but yeah.
0: So what is graph flow?
2: So graph flow is not just a material. It's a, a process too. So, um, we have provisional patents right now for both. Uh, so graph is the, the way that we kind of graft this material to the bearing. Um, and it also has to deal with some of the materials that we use as part of the process. Right. So, um, for, uh, Let's say tungsten disulfide coated bearings, uh, like I think Sparrow bearings has a tungsten disulfide coating. The the Bronson um, shieldless bearings have it. Uh, the challenge with that design is that you really have to grit blast the inside of the raceway, right? So you have to you will smooth the raceway super fin- to a super fine uh, a super fine finish, um, and then you grit blast it to create these little pockets, and then you basically powder coat. You take a high pressure sprayer, right, and you powder coat this stuff into there um, so it leaves this blanket of material uh, but the challenge that, so when we started this we thought well why why would we want to spend time polishing a material why would anybody to, want to, do that? to yeah. grit blast yeah. it and then put well the reason why you do that right so you can create these pockets of uh, super smooth material uh, but the challenge right is it doesn't really stay in there it's impacted by force right but over time it'll come off right just like platings it'll come out um, so how do we how do we just? How do we do what we do, but not do that? Uh, so that's kind of the the background behind Graphlow. So it's like I said, it's not just a group of materials, right? So the three materials here, but it's also the three processes that we go through to be able to apply the materials.
1: Cool.
0: So this is just. Uh, I take away that this is really awesome lubricant for bearings. Well, actually, a guy, high-performance uh, ceramic-infused lubricant
1: made in got, the USA. Man, it's got some of the nanoparticles in it that we use in the. It's in the coating process, process. Yeah. right. So you could take an old bearing that's got scratches in it and and pretty much rusted up, like he said. And you put this stuff on there, and what it does is it it pretty much paves over over those things and, mm-hmm. and makes them as much as you can smoothly. with a drop. Yeah, right. right? It's yeah. really
2: to be used over the lifetime of the bearing, right? Um, because as you go through and clean it, um, there's these things are going to get into these micro uh, these uh, these little micro level. Uh, scratches and imperfections into the bearing over time. And as you clean it, right. If you clean it the way that we direct you to clean it, they won't get flung out. They'll continue to stay in there. So this material over time, will actually start to kind of blanket and leave that blanket uh, over time. But if, uh, if you're skating shieldless bearings, right. I probably would not use that because it is an oil-based lubricant. sling out, right? Well, we have a shieldless formula. Well, it'll attract dust more than anything. Mm -hmm. Right. And it'll clog up the bearing. So we have a shieldless formula. Um, So it'll, it's a, About eighty-five percent less oil, Um, and so effectively it'll have just enough oil to move the ceramic material throughout the bearing accordingly, but won't dust won't allow it dust to kind of accumulate. That's the spray
1: bottle stuff that we send to shops that they swear by. The shops are like, yeah, man. People bring their their boards in, and not necessarily people with our bearings, but people could bring their. They're bored in with any bearing brand, and they'll spray this, that spray in stuff in there. It's just like, boom, bring it right back to life. A
0: common thing that I would see, and maybe you can explain this on more of a scientific level kids taking like WD 40 and just spraying it in their bearings. Isn't that a no no? And it's, yeah, you would get like maybe an hour, and then it would just do something (laughs) to the bearing in a way it made it sound different, it made it roll different. It was, What's going on there?
2: So the problem – so if you just take w, uh, WD-40 and a dirty bearing and just spray it, well, the first thing that it's going to do, right, is it's going to lubricate um, with uh, a very light oil, and it leaves a residue, which is another bad part about WD-40, Right. Uh, but what it'll do is it'll lubricate all of the loose debris in there, and yeah, it'll work great for a while. But effectively, what'll happen is in those little micro cracks, uh, well, one, the the material will have actually absorbed the lubricant itself, and two, that lubricant is so thin that it'll actually just go right into these little micro cracks. So then you're just stuck with greasy dirt. Yeah. Uh, and, then, okay. and then and then and then it and then it just coagulates over time, and then it'll just lock right up. Locks right. Up. Yeah. So yeah, this um. This material, actually, uh, there was a gentleman that texted us the other day, and he's like, yeah, you know what? I put this into my industrial uh, sewing machine, machine, and it runs at about a a quarter of – I, I, I forget the exact vernacular of, of, of verbiage that he used, but it was effectively it's um, it's about 25% faster than what I would normally see with, like, needling. What are other know.
0: applications for this? Stuff? Yeah. yeah so, I mean, <laughs> can so, I put this on my on my sled before, you know, maybe we'll get some snow this year? So uh, funny you mentioned Clark that. Clark so, <laughs> so
2: funny you mentioned that, right? No, like, that's hilarious. I love that. Um, especially when he goes in, like, the Walmart parking lot right? and <laughs> just catches on fire. Yeah. But yeah, there's derivatives of this that could be used. So, you know, bearings first, right? Skateboarding first. At the same time, there's derivatives of this technology that we're already looking at, where um, you could apply this to surfboards, right? So maybe you don't have to wax. That's so
0: funny. I was literally thinking surfboards. I'm like, why would why would you apply it to a surfboard?
2: Well, one, you would probably want to minimize the amount of friction that you might see on the – well, that's one of the reasons that you wax the surfboard, right, is to be able to create a hydrophobic surface across the surface of the – at the water interface of the board so you can glide more smoothly. So what if you could do that in – instead of waxing your board, what if you had like a permanent coating in Mm -hmm. there that was –
0: See, I always thought the wax was to keep your feet on the board. So well, you, you don't wax, slip off.
2: Well, you could do that too, right? But you could also wax the bottom of your board. Uh, same, I didn't
0: know if people use something on the bottom of the board, make them zip through the water yeah, Same faster, with Same yeah. with
2: snowboards too, right? Um, so there's, Yes, people wax snowboards. Yeah, yeah. So, you could, um, so you could apply this. Uh, snowboards are a little bit more tricky because they don't have that foam, that solid foam core, right? So they do have a little bit more flexibility. But, yeah, there's derivatives of that coating that you could certainly put on there, right? They would just make it last so much longer. I mean, that's the thing too, right, is uh, there's just – different derivatives of this that could be used for so many things. I mean, we're about to, I don't know if I should mention it, but there's some things that we're about to do to beanies um, that would keep your head cool and even in the summer with a black beanie would keep your head cool. Okay? Just
0: soak them in the graph flow? <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's... You might have some greasy uh, hair. <laughs> <one> on. <laughs> I know, right? Hell's don't dry, dry it out. Yeah. Well, no, My head is suddenly cooler. I'll be your guinea pig on that one.
2: Well, well, a lot of skaters rock beanies in the summer, right? Um, and how how do you do that, right? How could you create how could you create a beanie or how could you manipulate fibers to be able to take the things that you like of the fibers, right. And get rid of the things that you don't like, right. Like a black fiber absorbing heat. How do you reflect the heat, but still maintain enough heat to where you feel cool. Right.
0: Mirrors, mirrors, smoking (laughs) beers, right.
2: Copperfield.
1: (laughs) Disco ball on your head. (laughs) No,
0: just a mirror. It would reflect the, no, that's right.
1: You to burn the guy skating next to you like a magnifying glass.
0: How big is your team? Is it just you guys? Me and Brad and another guy named Blake that works in the lab.
2: Three guys. three guys. Wow, man. Well, I should – you know what? Nothing ever happens with just three people or one person, right? There's certainly a There's group. an infrastructure in place. Exactly, sure. right? So, the um, my gosh, my wife. I, if it wasn't for my wife helping out at home with the kids, right, I would never be able to do this. I, it's – no, there's no way. I mean, there's sacrifices that are made – um, but everybody's on the same page with that sacrifice, right? They're like, all right, Jason, go get him, Tiger. We're going to help you. We're going to help you on the home front. Um, and Brad and Brad's yeah. wife, right? I mean, I've asked Brad to do things on the weekends, and his wife and family have made sacrifices for it, right? Same with my buddy, Blake. Um, and all the people that have just taken a leap of faith and tried our bearings, right? Um, yeah,
1: I work a regular nine to five. I sit at a computer all day. My supervisor, the owner of the company, sits five feet away from me, so... Pretty much go to lunch, choke down a sandwich, hop on Instagram, reply to messages, maybe post about a new shop that's carrying our bearings, that sort of thing. Go right back to work, you know, get home from work, say hello to the family and check and see if I got more messages, you know, or, or I have been working on a, uh, this is funny. So you're the
0: social media manager. Pretty yeah.
1: <laughs> much.
2: I, I Keep the scientists out of the kitchen, man. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> The majority of what you see on Instagram is me. Um and I tell Jason, you know, get get on there more. He's not able to, but you know, people love the science part of the thing. When we post uh we call it Science Friction Friday, we we let people basically inside the lab and people latch onto that. They're like, "Yeah, you guys are legit." You know, it's like, well, "Yeah, we It's legit. We'll tell you, that's it's yeah. cool." Yeah. It's yeah. definitely um, dedication because we did a deep dive on the Instagram and there's a photo of like pillows and blankets in the floor. Yeah, of the oh, yeah. Lab, that was know? the week before oh, we, the yeah. week before we went live. He was sleeping in the lab. No, I crazy. still sleep <laughs> in the lab actually. So,
2: yeah. so I work a day job too, right? Um, and I, um, it's a very it, it's very demanding um, mentally, uh, not so much physically, but mentally it's pretty demanding. So yeah, I, I can't obviously do what I do and impact my day job. So I usually start my day at like four o'clock in the morning five in the morning right before the kids get up and that's the only way that i can get out of there at like six seven o'clock so you know yeah i will meditate during lunch you know have a little have my little yoga mat with my pillows right sometimes i'll take a power nap and sometimes it doesn't happen and i just end up with a 30 minute meditation session right
0: which is also great
2: but yeah man everything comes at a cost right dedication
1: is there. <laughs> I love
0: it well that's awesome you said you guys are in 50 shops currently uh, uh, right now give or take yeah, yeah. Um, or take which for a, a, a company as young as you guys that's awesome man I think and so, I guess yeah. uh, people are starting to catch on and, and start to believe so. in the product yeah. um, what's next for you guys um, besides the you know we're gonna do some graph flow beanies and to keep people's heads cool uh, <laughs> Do you guys, I mean, other than the three series that you have now, do you any plans to do more series in the future? Are you happy with the with the trifecta that you got?
2: No, the answer to that is no. Um, I'm never happy with kind of status quo. There's so many. That, the challenge for me, right, and I think the challenge for Brad for me, is to keep me focused. Um, I'm always thinking of different ways to do things. I've got a seven-time world championship kickboxer that came to me and was like, Hey, man, I've got a project. Well, what's the biggest project, right? Are your gloves deteriorating from, like, beating the dick inside of somebody? (laughs) He's like, no, actually, the biggest problem with our gloves is they stink. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're working on something to keep gloves from stinking um will do it all <laughs> but i mean it's just one of those things right surfboards uh we've got ideas for how can you improve trucks right like true no slip truck axles um pretty simple mechanical designs and the thing that i will say is i i'm pretty good about sharing that right i have no desire to make trucks right it's just it, i i probably could if i put my mind and dedication to it but i don't want to what i'd rather do is i'd rather find somebody that says you know what let me take this idea and let me run with it and do it, right? That's the, that's all I ask, right? Is if just think about improving things, right? Don't just look at what you have and just sit on it. Be grateful for it. Yes, but always find a way to improve things. It uh, it could either be improving through performance. It could be improving by, um, having more sustainable manufacturing. It could be improvement by pos- repositioning your business model to do more, uh, benefit, uh, more volunteer work or more pro bono work um, just always be thinking about how you can improve right improve yourself improve your process improve your science and and finding ways to just make a make a better bigger impact right my, my philosophy is i don't want to reinvent the wheel everything I, I just want to make the wheel better so we don't have to make so many freaking wheels
0: spoken like a true scientist yeah. that's right yeah, no, uh, our buddy Jason, I mentioned the All Hands guy. He was, uh, he kicked around the idea of making some bearing or some trucks. He was like, "Man, I want to get into building trucks." I was like, "Why?" Yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe I can put him in touch with you, and you can kick some ideas around. That'd be cool. Yeah.
2: yeah, man. Always willing to share, right? It's I have no problem. Just if you can work with an idea, run with it. I you don't have to reference me if you don't have to. Just knowing that you're taking something, growing it, developing it and doing something different I think is for me is would just be all the satisfaction that I need right
0: so what's the best way to grow your company and and you know in a world dominated by the internet and and everything getting into new shops what's been the best way to reach new Instagram Instagram so social media
1: we just recently like a couple weeks ago we I started a Facebook page you know I think Facebook's kind of yeah, outdated. A little more old school, yeah. yeah. A lot older people, not necessarily our audience, but I would say Instagram has been... Has you got to start a TikTok, dude. Really? You don't have to. But, you have to learn how to dance. And we can, we're can. we going to continue to do uh,
0: Thrasher ads. Uh, Speaking of Thrasher, uh, before we got started, you, you mentioned something about a video that yeah, you did we, with Thrasher. Yeah, uh, we ran something?
1: a couple of ads in Thrasher. I hope everyone's seen those. Uh, you can find them on our Instagram page. But along with that, they said... Uh, yeah, along with running these ads, you can, uh, if you got any promo videos or anything you want to share on the website, we'll, we'll put it up on our website. And I said, well, heck yeah. Heck so I yeah. I got in touch with all the guys that have been uh, have been promoting our, our products and the guys that we mentioned on Instagram. And I said, you know, send me clips, you know, send me some clips. The guys that work at uh, Boneyard, the skate shop, and Opalika, those guys, shouts out to those Boneyard. guys. Boneyard. They sell the, crap out of our bearings they they um, hats off to those guys but anyway i got with them i said shoot some clips you know they're like okay yeah yeah thrasher we want to be on thrasher who what who doesn't (laughs) so uh, any anybody that we have uh you know sent bearings to that we've kept in touch with i've said you know send me some clips um, what I didn't think about was that, uh, the different, uh, formats that people would be sending. Oh, me. sure. Yeah. So vertical, I, get, guy, I yeah. get guys sending me phone clips. I get guys sending me HD, which is, is fine. I get uh, VX. I don't know some of them. I'm, you know, I'm not up to speed on video editing. Um, so I took all these clips that guys sent me. I got a, uh, video,
0: VX footage. That's funny. I got I a video
1: editing app on, on my, uh, tablet, my surface. And uh, I, I spent probably two weeks, like, I get home from work at night, eat dinner, uh, edit the video. You know, I uh, I reached out to, uh, you guys know Man or Man, the band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reached out to those guys because I have a friend who's a friend, and I said, I want to do it right. I don't want to, you know, I could throw – Wu-Tang or, you know, something like that in there. And but can
0: it- I have a song that I can actually get a yeah. right. license to? Yeah, so, that's a good thought, man. So, I,
1: And I love their music. I mean, we would go to their shows back in the uh, day. Yeah, in, in in yeah we had
0: uh, the Haste dudes on the last podcast. Oh, yeah? Local band, Birmingham Haste. Very cool. And I think they're friends with those dudes cuz they right. mentioned them in the podcast or yeah, something. Yeah, their music.
1: I just no, just no, love I I listen to their music rock. all the time. But, but anyway, so I got in touch with someone who knew them and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, just send it to me. Let let me check it out when you're done with it. We you know, that's fine. Use it." Okay. So Sign I off. Right. I edited the video. I got it to about 10 minutes, you know, all this different formats, all the homies were in there, I threw their names up, you know, and all this stuff. I sent it to Thrasher. Nothing a uh, couple few days go by. I said, Hey, did you you know, you get the YouTube link? I put it up on our YouTube. There's uh, I'll get to that in a minute. But uh there's a finally they responded like, Yeah, we got it, but man, it is all over the place. And I was like What? <laughs> like, yeah, all the formats. And I was like, Man, you guys are thrasher. I thought this was you know, any no holes barred, but apparently it's not. So all the guys that uh that sent me clips, um, I'm saying it here now. I edited it all together. I made what I thought was a pretty kick-ass video, and it will be up on our YouTube channel really soon. But unfortunately, unless you start sending me high-def clips, you, you might not get up on Thrasher. That's the
2: cleanest junk drawer I've ever seen. Man. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. That's the cleanest Thrasher.
1: I, I mean, it was cool. It looked like an old Eight Street video, you know. It was The cool. yeah, guy yeah. drops in on vert, and then the song just comes out of nowhere, you know, and that sort of thing. Okay, I, we'll check that out. I yeah, thought I'm going to cool. – I'll put the – uh I'm re-editing now. I'm I'm only using what little bit of HD footage I was sent. I'm going to re-edit it and send it to Thrasher again, and hopefully they'll run it this time. But I will put the original uh, the original promo that I made up there for the for the guys that want to see it. And again, I'm sorry if you don't make it into Thrasher on this round, but we're not done yet. We'll get you in there eventually, hopefully.
2: I think that could be a whole show, right? Would be the the music behind skateboard videos,
0: right? It's oh, just, dude, I mean, man. Some of my favorite bands I've discovered is through
1: skate videos. Oh, my
2: gosh, right? Yeah, yeah like like and, the 101 Trilogy video, right, yeah, yeah. where LeVar McDonald's. was skating. It was No Holds back
1: then, though. You could use any song. Oh, they did, dude. <laughs> yeah. They totally did. Yeah.
2: But, man, just like uh, when he was skating to uh, Jimmy, Josh, Cliff. Jimmy Cliff, yeah. dude, when he would, uh, when he would, gosh, what was it? It was a kickflip, I think. It was like dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> it just it gives you chills just the way yeah, that they choreograph yeah. the music and the skating together right but yeah. that was
1: my uh my thrasher video editing story
0: that's cool man that's awesome uh well i'll have to check out the video and yeah
1: yeah right uh, now there's nothing on our youtube channel i put it up and if you were lucky enough in that day and a half that it was up there you probably saw it and then <laughs> as soon as thrasher said this thing's all over the place i have taking it down. <laughs> but, we get DMs all the time. Hey, can we be on your team? Can will you sponsor us? I was about
0: to say, y'all do anything like that. Here,
1: here's, uh, I'll try to explain this. So everybody out there that DMs us and wants to be on the team, I want to be on the team. You're on the, te- all the right, team. All right, sweet. I'm on the <laughs> team. <laughs> cool. You ride these and you tell people how great these are, and and, and y'all hook them up. Then yeah, you're dear, on the, Then I'm you're on, on the team. team. Sweet. It's, it's more a movement, I think, than a team. You know, yeah. It's sure. Because, like I said earlier, if someone doesn't tell you they're riding our bearings, you might not know. So we need, we need microphones and we need megaphones. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to, we're trying to get megaphones. We're trying to get people to say, listen, these, these things are the, the real deal. You know, these guys aren't just another fringe bearing company trying to put a fancy logo on a tin. There's real work. There's real, there's real science and tech behind it. Exactly. And uh, like I said, we're going to continue to uh, run ads in Thrasher and and promote people who promote us. When when people DM and say, can you know, can I be on the team and, and that sort of thing? The first thing I say is, uh, well, you know, we will be happy to 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 not everyone. So don't don't hop in the DMs and say, you know, <laughs> send me some. Bearings. Check out this kickflip. me some say what I say is I, I'll check. I'll check you out or, you know, um, you know, where are you from? Obviously, if it does, if that's not on there, are you connected to any shops? You know, can you, if I send you these bearings and you like them, will you, will you spread the word? Because we've sent so many bearings to people. That, that's what you have to do. We you, have to do that. You have man. to flood, you have to just get a lot. Right. right. Yeah. You have to seed the market is what we call it. And, uh, and some people will get the bearings and, and disappear. And some people will get the bearings and, tag you and mention you in every video clip that they they put out and we promote those people it all they want at the end of the day is is for someone to 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 share their video their thing that they're proud of you know if they tag you in a trick that they did it's because a they're using your product and they want you to to know that they're that they're using your product and b they hope that you will you know give them some sort of notice or or and i try to Repost every anybody that tags us in something, anybody that mentions us. We it's getting harder to do now as we're growing oh, up. Sure. Yeah, yeah. We're not too big to, to give you a shout out, but it, it's getting a lot harder. But
2: one of the challenges that we face on the bearing side, right, is uh, people can have a tendency to be fairly agnostic about boards, right? They'll go to one brand, they'll get another brand of board, try it out, trucks maybe even wheels to a certain degree and bearings people have a tendency to be real strong brand buyers with really strong opinions about their brands and that's that's good right um i mean it's like co- reds are kind of like the coca-cola of skateboard yeah, bearings i mean it's nobody even says bones reds It's like give me, just some, just reds, give me right? some reds just give me some reds yeah right so there's so much brand recognition around there right so you're always fighting that battle right, right. That you're you
1: fighting have, that yeah the two big brands that the one that's the the gold standard of bearings and the one that is a little newer that has a, the big team and the big marketing budget and then below that there's there's kind of you know there's a there's a couple that are that have maybe a strong team that are maybe rise up a little bit more but below that is just everyone else and and fi- our fight is to to get up above you know what what everybody kind of pigeonholes all the fringe bear or whatever you want to call the the smaller bearing brands the our our biggest fight is is not you know, being overlooked because I mean, and actually proving you have the the product. Right. And don't right get of, me wrong, yeah. all those bearings are are great. They're great skateboard bearings. I mean, they're they're you could put any of those bearings in your skateboard and say these are the fastest bearings I've ever had, and they might be. You know, but uh, we just want people to recognize that there is some work being done and there's some new technology there, and maybe give it a shot. If you don't like it, or you know, maybe maybe you messed up and popped the shields off your bearings as soon as you got them. And two weeks later, they were gunked up and you think they're crap and you went back to your other brand. That's fine. We, we would like for you to reach out to us and say, you know, this, <laughs> I yeah. don't like your bearings because of this. And we can say, well, maybe you should have done this or, or you know, that sort of thing. But, uh,
2: yeah. you know, it's, you're not going to win every single battle, right? There's always going to be failures. I think the one thing that differentiates us too is right. It's how do you respond to failure? Um, and I wouldn't even say failure because failure, I would think that you just sit on it and don't learn from it. Um, so I would say in that instance, yeah, we've had some challenges and yeah, we've made some, I would say probably mistakes. Um, but I wouldn't look at them as failures. I would look at them as learning events. And yes, we most certainly did learn from those learning events and going back to your uh, response on the teams, right? Um, looking at our business, we want to do something differently. So one of the things that we're doing is we're giving uh, a certain percentage of our, uh, Profits and it's on our website uh, to skate uh, to basically skate parks um, and skate charities. And then another thing that we're doing is we're creating these skate scholarships. So um, you know, I was kind of toying over my head. You know, do we want to do like a, something that's a scholarship for people in material science? But no, I think I want to keep it more open, and it doesn't have to be an edu- it doesn't have to be a university or a college. It could be a trade, you know, or it could be a course, right? Hey, I want to take a CAD course. This is something that I'm interested in pursuing. So we want to do things differently, right? There's people that pay skaters to skate and that's great. I want to pay skaters to help them take that next level of, you know, do that next educational kickflip, right? Mm -hmm. Take a course and, and better your knowledge in something. And we want to provide stipends for that,
0: right? So, Learn how to build bearings. <laughs> learn how
2: to build bearings like, or learn how to I don't know. Man, right. I'm
0: still like mind blown with all the It's the, the Derek like, the Zoolander
2: school for kids who want to do stuff yeah. <laughs>
0: better. School <Center> for <laughs> ants. Yeah. It's a school for ants. Uh well dude, this has been a very eye-opening conversation. I think I've learned more or yeah, more in this conversation about bearings than probably I've ever given thought towards bearings. Ever. <laughs> And uh, I've been skating a long time. So that's really cool, man. And I'm psyched to to give them a try.
2: There's people in the background that are thinking about bearings, right? And that's that's awesome, right? I can't tell you that – The biggest thing for me, right, and I'll ping Brad whenever we get a response, right, is, you know, you work so hard to try to make this thing happen, right? You throw capital at this thing to happen, right? You blood, sweat, and tears to make this happen. And when somebody goes, you know what, man, I have to tell you, I normally break bearings, and these are the best bearings I've ever ridden. You know, it just it just makes you feel yeah. good, right? It's it's not about the money. You're not going to make money in a skateboard business. I think for us, it's, are we making enough to where we can achieve our goals? We can help advance science and we can do the two initiatives that we want to do, right? Which is give back to skateboarding charities and things that have been good to us growing up and helped us help form our lives as they are today. And how can we help skaters that you know, help advance their education, right? So if we can check all those boxes, then we're going to, my, in my philosophy, we're doing what well. and keep the lab open, of course, we have to keep the lab open. Yeah, keep right. it sustainable.
1: Yeah. It's fun work. You keep
0: hitting stuff with sledgehammers, like
1: I would be going to skate shops and talking to skate shop owners if if we didn't have a bearing brand. This just makes it, you know, justifies it a little justifies bit Justifies it a yeah, little yeah. bit. We, so, oh, I sell bearings. The family goes on vacation, and I'm like, well, I'm going to go see the guys at, you know, spot in Tampa, or the guys over at, you know, in Orlando, and now I have a, a legitimate reason to go in and stop and talk to him. You know, take him, take t- him some
2: bearings. I texted Peter uh, to see if he was going to be available. I Brought some bearings for him for Christmas, and the yeah. riders. I didn't hear back from him, but maybe we can see him yeah. later yeah. before we He's leave. He's
0: busy, back. dude. He is so busy. Well, dude, this is awesome, man. And uh, yeah, kudos doing anything in the skateboard industry is exciting. Yeah, um, it's fun. That, that's really cool. It's a fun industry to be in. Something I'm passionate about. And uh, yeah, that's why we're good.
1: here. Yeah, we knew you you guys would. Would be the ones to help us. Kind
0: know. of blowing my mind a little bit with the science. Right. I think I kept up with some of it. I'll go back and re-listen <laughs> and try to learn some of those big words. Um, but yeah, man, it's rad and and super awesome having you guys come talk. so Yeah, yeah appreciate it. it for guys. coming. Let thanks us know what you, you think us. after you ride these. Yeah, please. definitely, man. I, I hate that I didn't get a chance to ride. Oh no worries this, at all, uh,
2: man. It's it happens, right? I mean, given all the winter delays and all the Christmas stuff, it's no it's it, it's no surprise that they. I'm ride sure it's right.
0: gonna feel like grease lightning. So grease lightning. It'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, guys, thanks so much. This was Rad. Hey, you're welcome.
2: Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Thanks yeah. for having me.